Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Pierre, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast of patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. This week, we bring you episode 199 with Maria Davis-Pierre, obviously a extremely familiar face on the podcast. Uh, depending on how long you've been listening to this, she has been the voice of introduction since episode one. Right, and I did mention that this is episode 199. Next week is episode 200. I'm actually excited for you guys to hear that one. That is my tribute episode uh, to the last 100 episodes that we've done after the, the century mark. It's so crazy to think that we're actually this close to episode 200. So definitely make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you can be the first to listen to that episode for sure. But again, uh, this week we have Maria Davis-Pierre. She is talking about how we continue to move forward with autism in the black community. We're gonna talk about, she's had a little vacation, quote unquote, absence for a while. We're gonna get into her business and have her explain where has she been, what's been happening. And more importantly, we're gonna talk about the 2022 Autism and Black Conference. If you had the opportunity to attend this year's conference, it was a phenomenal experience. We had over 300 attendees there. And next year, there's plans to be even more. And if you're lucky, on this episode, I think she planned on revealing the theme for next year's uh, Autism Black Conference as well. So like always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five-star review. Make sure you follow Maria on all her social media platforms as well, um, especially because she has some things that she's working on as well, especially for uh, black families uh, who children have just been recently diagnosed with autism. So definitely excited for that. So like always, remember to share this to not one friend, not five friends, 10 friends. And stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, especially since next week is our big 200th episode. This week, we have an amazing special guest, one who is very familiar uh, to Medicine Mondays, as well as the Lunch and Learn podcast. Uh, we are able and blessed to have Maria Davis-Pierre. That last name sounds familiar. Yes, this is my wife, my better half on the podcast today uh, to really discuss, really, again, you know, what, what the future holds for her company, Autism and Black. Maria, again, thank you for taking out time with your busy schedule right to uh, grace us here on the Lynch Learn community. Thank you for having me. So again, we the last time we spoke, it was just about the the aspect of, you know, having what a beautiful conference, right? The Autism Black Conference. And now fast forward, we are already thinking about 2022. Right. But before we get into your business there, you, you've been out and about, you know, you're, you're, the community really hasn't seen you much. Uh, give a little inference on what's been going on with Maria Davis. And for those who, if this is their first time watching this, who is Maria Davis, Pierre, and, you know, what is Autism in Black? Um, so I am a licensed mental health counselor. Um, so I'm a therapist. Uh, I am the CEO and founder of Autism in Black, Inc. Um, for those of you who know, um, we have uh, two children who are autistic, but our oldest, Malia, who is nine, is the reason why Autism in Black exists. 
Um, I created the company really to bridge the gap because Black parents don't really have that um, that organization that really looks at our needs, which are specific and which are different. So I created Autism in Black to bridge that gap and to really look out for Black parents like us who really didn't have the support we needed, knowing that it was different for us um, when Malia got her official diagnosis. Um, so that's really what Autism in Black is. It's a, a support organization for Black parents to pro provide them with um, information, resources, um, advocacy, empowerment. And then on the flip side, we also train organizations to be more culturally responsive to the Black disability community. And, you know, what's, what's been amazing, obviously, we've been, you know, obviously I've been following New Jersey because I've been there, um, uh, following your journey, you know, really when it was just an idea. Mm -hmm. And kind of fast forward now, when we talk about now that we are planning for the second not the first conference, but the second conference, right? Could you have imagined yourself, you know, being where you're at right now, you know, especially in, you know, going into the year 2022 when it first all started? No, not at all. I did not think that the response was going to be as welcoming as it, um, as it has been. And I think that just shows that there is such a huge gap out there for services for Black parents. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you're probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drberrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Um, there's only really two organizations that really cater to uh, Black parents and Black families. So um, I think the, the response has been overwhelming, which I love. Um, so, you know, we're just going to keep doing what, what we're doing. You know, once I get back fully on my feet, which you um, had asked about. So I did have um, shortly after my uh first conference last year, well, earlier this year, um, I got sick, um, been having some problems. And then I just recently, about three weeks ago, had a surgery that um, pretty major surgery that has put me, you know, in, in a chill mode for these last few weeks. So, you know, we're trying to get back up, get back up and running. Um, definitely did not expect to have this kind of, I guess, response to my surgery. So knowing that I really had to have sit down and just relax and rest and recuperate, it's been hard, um, but we are recovering. So soon uh, you guys will see me back announcing what the actual um, conference theme is this year. I'm not going to announce it here um, for Dr. Barry, even though I know he probably wants that. I'm going to let my uh, um, announce it on my page and we'll go from there. But um, yeah, it, it's been a difficult recovery, but we're, we're getting back to it. So when we talk about, you know, having to, you know, sit down, right, for a, a little bit, right? Like what uh, what was that like? Because obviously you're ripping and running. What were some of the things you were doing just obviously outside of your conference, um, you know, that, you know, that was kind of kind of in the flow because you kind of mentioned uh, talking to like now organization, not necessarily even talking to parents anymore. Mm -hmm. I think for caregivers, it's really hard for us to just sit down and not do anything and not be involved in what's going on around us, especially when we have set up 
pretty much a, a schedule for our children and we know how important that schedule is and then to hand that over to somebody else to you know to do it, it's really scary or it pro provides a lot of anxiety so i think that was a lot um of what i was dealing with because even though i was um sitting and resting i was still trying to make sure the schedule was still flowing um, so I, I think for caregivers, it's really hard to just be like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, take four weeks off in surgery, and, um, recuperate, recover, and not be involved in the day-to-day -day goings of what's happening with my children, you know? So I, I think that was the, the hardest thing, um, to do, but luckily I have a great support system. Um, my parents came down, of course, you are very involved. Um, but I think it's just more mentally that that control of letting go that was uh, really hard. And let's talk about some of the work you do with uh, the businesses. Like what like what organizations and businesses do you work with, especially when you're talking about advocating for the Black family? Um, and by, you know, obviously some of the so is it trainings? Are you speaking like what are you like? What, what are you doing for uh, these companies that help? you know, get them to that next level that they need to be in? Um, it is a training. I have a culturally responsive training that I do. It's a three-part series. Um, and then sometimes they have their own conferences and I come in and speak. So it just depends on what the organization is looking for. Um, it definitely can be tailored to each organization. Um, if, if they reach out and, you know, talk to us behind the scenes about what they're wanting, we can tailor it specifically to what their organization is looking for. Perfect. So, you know, as we as we move forward, you know, the end of the end of the 2021 is here and we're already again, we're starting to think about 2022 and, you know, we're starting to think about the conference now. You know, what what do we have to look forward to for a next year's conference for someone um, who may not have been to the first one? Oh, wow. We have made a lot of changes. Um, I, I think for me going into a lot of things, I really um, am always surprised by the overwhelming response that we get. Um, so I was definitely overwhelmingly surprised by having over 300 people attend um, the first conference. Um, so we're coming with a bigger and better platform um, uh, for the conference attendees. Um, it's going to be like attending a conference in person, but you're in, in the comforts of your own home. You know, you're going to be able to uh, log onto your platform, uh, see the, the schedule, get information about the speakers. Um, we have so much planned. Um, definitely having more sponsors this year. Um, we have different uh, things planned for our VIP guests. Um, so it, it's going to be you know, bigger and better than um, this year's conference, which is, you know, always the hope, you know, um, going in, you know, you see the the feedback, see the response and you change and tweak things and, and make it different. Um, we're definitely wanting um, more um, autistic speakers. That's what we're looking for. Um, we want to have an autistic panel this year. So we are definitely going to be having our um, proposal call come out in the next couple of weeks as well. So you guys can 
um, go ahead because I know people have been asking, asking, asking. We're going to get that yes, out. So yes, you guys yes, they start. have. That's, uh, <laughs> that is for sure. We're going to get that out so you guys can start um, filling out the proposal and submitting. And, and then um, my team behind the scenes will be uh, looking through those and, and deciding, you know, who gets to be a speaker at the second annual um, Autism Black Conference. And our kind of estimated time as far as, you know, when, because when, when was the first conference? What, what time of year? So the first conference was in April, um, but we're doing, um, you know, since I've been out a while, we're, we're going to push it back to, we're looking at June. Um, when the proposals come out, we'll have a definite date on there. So everybody will know, um, but we're looking at um, late June. Okay, so we're looking to start accepting proposals, and again, you're looking for speakers, you're looking for panelists, and you know, again, you and you kind of mentioned some of the feedback. What was what was some of the the good feedback? Um, And then you probably kind of hinted at it, but what's up with some of the you know improvements that they would have liked uh, to Mm -hmm. see off of uh, the first conference? So the the great we we mostly got you know overwhelmingly great feedback of you know that they have never experienced um, a conference that was just focused on us um, and and by us. Uh, so you know um, everybody who planned the conference was black. Um, all of our speakers except for two were were black, um, and I think it set up a safe space for um, our attendants, um, our attendees, uh, which is what they were saying. They, they'd never experienced anything like it. They felt so safe, they felt at home, and they learned so much. And that's really was my, my goal, is to set up a safe space where defenses aren't up. It's where you can learn and then use the information because that's really what it's about. Um, and I, I think we accomplished that goal. So it was overwhelmingly just positive feedback about how they just felt at home and felt so good and really wanted it to extend way beyond, you know, our three days. Um, So that's always good as well. Um, And then, of course, on the feedback to um, in response of what we can do at our next one is really having more um, autistic speakers, which I agree to. Um, We just didn't have um, people filling out the proposals um, for this this last year's conference. So that mm-hmm. is really what happened and really the reason why we didn't have a lot of um, autistic speakers. But um, I, I plan to tap into my resources, into my network and really try to, to get more um, autistic speakers. So before we let you go, I think especially when, and I, we, I talk about this a lot, especially here on the podcast and in the Lunchland community, just obviously you know, it's, it's almost that analogy when you're on the plane, right? And you have to, you know, you know, put your oxygen mask on first before you can help others, mm-hmm. right? Here you ran into some medical related issues, right? That kind of force you to have to put your oxygen on first, right? Before you can continue to serve uh, your community uh, at, at large. And, and obviously you're itching and ready to go back. Um, but if, if you know, you, again, we got, we got so many people who, are probably in this same boat, right? Where they are the caregivers, they're taking care of the family, taking care of the kids. And a lot of times they don't necessarily take care of themselves. Like what what words of encouragement um, would you like to give out for those who are feeling overwhelmed, feeling burdened, and one more importantly, actually feeling guilty, right? That they just want to sit down and, and relax for a little bit. Maybe not four weeks, but, but at least just be able to say like, and just kind of breathe on their own. 
we really have to do it. Um, in, in this case, I was forced to um, to do it. Uh, it's been a long journey since April getting to where I am now and finally being like, okay, once I'm over this recovery hump, I am going to be ripping and running again. Um, and hopefully those health problems will, will be gone because that's what the surgery was for. Um, we really have to take time out for ourselves. You know, I'm all about self-care and taking intentional, meaningful time out for ourselves. And we really have to do it because if we want to be, you know, 100% of that parent, um, that spouse, you know, anything that we do, if we want to put 100% into that, we have to be 100% ourselves. You know, my friend um, Jasmine Poole, who was on my podcast, uh, she had a great analogy. She was saying that, you know, a lot of people do talk about the oxygen mask, but she is thinking of it as a cup that is filled with water. And the overfill is what she likes to give to everybody else. So that her cup always stays full. And that's mm. what I am a believer of. You know, we have to make sure that our cup is always full so we can put into everybody else. Because being in the situation of being a caregiver, you know, that's a 24-7 job um, that we're doing. Um, always trying to figure out the next move uh, for your children, for your family, you know, and it, it can get to the point where you're always in that mode. But we do have to take a step back and and you know, think for ourselves. And a lot of people may feel that it's selfish. Okay, if that's the word they want to use, and that's fine. Be selfish, but you need to take care of you. Because if you don't, then you get sick, and then, you know, you're down, and then, you know, then what? You know, we don't want to get in a situation where it's really detrimental to our health. And uh, where, where can people find you? And first of all, as far as the themes are concerned, because you obviously put a poll up, uh, as far as three different themes that they could possibly choose from. What were those three uh, different themes? So people have an idea of one of the three being chosen. And more importantly, when will they actually find out uh, the theme uh, that's chosen? So um, the theme will be announced on Friday. Um, and the three themes were... Uh, oh, so, so the, the, you're, for, for those who, uh, obviously this is a podcast thing where I'm... Um, your episode uh, is likely going to come out. Give me a second. I don't, I don't want to say Friday and people are like, what, what, what Friday is she talking about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So your, your episode um, at the time of recording will be coming out uh, November 15th. So are you saying that the 19th is when so, uh, you, you're going to be debuting? So by the time this episode is airing, the <laughs> theme will have already be been announced okay so i can actually probably just go ahead and tell y'all what the theme is on you here might, you might yes yeah, so if, you, if you're gonna if you're gonna beat the podcast yeah you might let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk to them <laughs> ah, so disregard what i said in the beginning y'all um so the theme for this year uh for next year's um autism and black conference is culturally responsive parenting and advocacy mm. that is the theme that was overwhelmingly um voted on um and you know it, it got the uh, most votes um do you want me to tell them what the second place one was what, what was the second place because uh, honestly the second place was mine so tell them what the second place one was <laughs> the second one was oh my god it, i just drew a blank on that oh, uh, bridging the gap bridging the gap no that was no. the third, third one. Oh, yeah, the was second that? one 
Oh, I, I forgot. Let me let me. Uh, oh, so mine, mine's was third place then. Mine's was third place. Yes, yours was third place. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't y'all didn't choose mine. That's okay. I don't. I don't, no, I don't feel that. And and that's um, what I and what I love about that is that we put we put the decision in the people who are going to be enjoying the experience because we kind of went back and forth on like like should we just decide hey this is going to be our theme. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and we were like, yeah, you know what? No, let's let our community, right? The autism black community, let's let them decide, you know, the theme. And, and obviously they, they, oh, pretty, pretty overwhelmingly, they drove home the fact that this is what uh, they wanted to hear. And obviously this is great because now when we're going to talk to speakers, now when we're going to talk to sponsors, we kind of have an idea like, hey, you know, this is the theme of the conference. Hey, speakers, this is the theme of the conference. Make sure you kind of come with it. Exactly. It was um, over uh, 50% uh, that chose the um, culturally responsive in advocacy and parenting theme. And then our second place one was cultivating the Black experience. Oh, yes, yes. Really, yes. it was really down between those two for a long time. Um, and then uh, people started voting for Bridging the Gap, which is really what um, to put the um, culturally responsive responsiveness in first place so that is our our theme for 2022 and i'm excited about this theme because i you know well for me i that was my number one theme Mm -hmm. anyway so it's nice to know that my um my community is you know we're on the same accord and i think it's really where we should be going um next and thinking about how to be more culturally responsive in our parenting and our advocacy and how we live our life um because i you know, being a black parent is just so different for us. So I'm very excited to put that theme out. I'm very excited for those of you who are going to be, you know, coming up with your uh, conference proposals and all of the workshops that you plan to do around this theme. And I know that um, 2022 is going to be even better than 2021, which, you know, is, is going to be hard because I, I know I told Barry, I said, maybe we should just have this one conference because it was really amazing he's like no you're not just gonna have we gotta keep going gotta keep going i love it so where where can people find you where can uh people follow your links if 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 if, if a business is watching you know they and they're thinking about wanting to bring you on to kind of help them with their cultural competence um and working with uh you know uh the now, excuse me if, if I'm saying it correctly, the, the, the disability in the Black community or like how, what's the... Culturally responsiveness um, by uh, being more culturally responsive to the Black disability community. Oh, okay. Okay. Where, so where, where can, can they find you? Where can they find you? What's, what's you can go like? to my website, www.autismandblack.org. There is a specific tab for that training um, on my website, and you just fill out that information and it gets to us, and then we contact you. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at Autism and Black. I'm on Facebook at Autism and BLK. And I also have my podcast, which is Gearing Back Up. Um, and we'll be starting back um, in January. And that's the Autism and Black podcast. So go catch up on all those previous episodes um, before we start our new season. Ah, love it. All right. So again, um, for those, obviously, if you're if you're a part of the Lunch Learn community, you've been a familiar voice pretty much since the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, by the time uh, you know by the time your episode comes out, we'll be ha- we'll, it will be episode 199. So uh, you know, for persons who've been listening to the podcast, 
Uh, they've got to hear your voice 199 times. Introduce uh, the Lunch Line with Dr. Barry podcast. Again, been so great. And obviously with all of the work that you've been doing, right, on in your own right, in your own, all the publications and the organizations that you work with, uh, it, it's still great to be able to, you know, be able to kind of take back. And sometimes, again, sometimes we're forced to relax and sometimes we take the relaxing on our own. Um, obviously, you're going to come back bigger, better, stronger. Um, we're excited uh, for what's to come. Uh, you know, again, you know, themes out, right? Get ready. Speakers, get ready. Uh, you know, sponsors, get ready. Uh, you know, we're excited for what 2022 is coming. And again, thank you for uh, joining Medicine Mondays as well as the Lunch and Learn podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review, and more importantly, share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week